Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Hay would be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Huh. What up, Dominique? Hey, what's happening? Shout out to Fell Five. Every time I hear that, I'm hyped. Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who else? Trady Shade. Hey, three guys on. Well, gang, gang. Two guys and one lady. Hey. Yeah. Sitting in. Gang, gang. gang Welcome. Gang. Thursday Freeloaders. And members of the gang, gang. Gang, gang. It's been gang, about gang. 10 minutes, I know. I should isolate him saying gang, gang. Gang, gang. And just drop that in every now and then. This is a three guys on exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> gang, gang. I'll do that at the beginning of every <laughs> Thursday episode. <laughs> charity, read, charity, read this. Gang, gang. Read it. It's going to make me angry. And look at the smile on her face. Oh, is this something on Instagram you're looking at? <laughs> yeah. On the gram. Why are they going public? I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Wait, is this? Oh, I got to see this now. We'll start the podcast momentarily. I don't know how to feel about that. Well, I we'll, served this stuff for the podcast. So. Well, yeah. Why did it get? I don't know. We'll let in and then we'll discuss. All right. So I'll I'll read the sh- so the back of someone's shirt. Two shirts. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. It's a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a couple <laughs> who have clearly custom made these shirts. You can't buy these. You might be able to, depending on where you live in the country. If this takes off, they are wearing uh, matching shirts. The man's What kind of shirt. store is that? Is that a liquor store? It looks like a CVS or something. Okay. No, there's there's like gum and stuff at the bottom shelf. Mm-hmm. Caramello bars, I see. Twizzlers. Um, yeah, it looks like the, they're at a 7-Eleven or something, or a CVS. The man who, you have, he has his back turned. He's, he's uh, wearing a red hat. I don't think it's a mega hat. Uh, but <laughs> black shirt, know. red lettering. My dick smells like chapstick. There you go. And over to the right, you have the woman who also has a black shirt, red lettering. I'm the reason his dick smells like chapstick. So she sucks it. <laughs> Is that what as we're talking about? Or she applies far, chapstick directly we, onto his dick every we, morning. As far as we know. Yeah, we, that could be. It could She's just be. She's an attractive the, looking woman. Yeah. Attractive looking black woman. He's a fat looking black man. With possibly a MAGA hat because it's red. With possibly a MAGA hat. We don't know. <laughs> that is a liquor store. Is it? I think yeah, that's so. a Seagram Sevens like, bottle right there. Oh, like you, okay. That's on the I'm shelf bringing there. bringing it in. I was looking at the bottom shelf. Yeah, and that's a that's the small Hennessy bottle above the Seagram Sevens bottle. Okay. Okay, so. They're restocking uh, their oh, chapstick the right, supply. The right. Yeah, and that's those are Glenn Fittish boxes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a black and mild right there. Yeah, that's a black and mild thing right there. You know, no matter what a man's dick smells like, I don't want to hear about it. 
<laughs> I don't ever, I'm never curious as to what mm-hmm. someone's dick smells like. Yeah, me either. Even if it's pleasant. <laughs> even if it was, I mean, chapstick's not unpleasant. It's oh, fine. There's, a crown, there's a Crown Royal bag, Crown Royal boxes right next to the. But if it was like, my dick smells like oh, nachos. And there's, and there's the, the white salesman. That's not a pleasant smell. <laughs> nachos are The pleasant. white salesman. Oh, <laughs> nachos yeah. are pleasant for nachos. I do not <laughs> want, want any dick. of the dicks. That smells no, like nachos. Not smelling na- there's something wrong. My dick smells like. So you potpourri. mean you wouldn't go out in public with your man with that on, Cherry? Nah. Potpourri. That's not something you you get down with. See, we would she- have to be like, you know, we're making these shirts. Yeah, we lost a bet. <laughs> if if she, if she walks away and all you see is a man whose shirt says "My dick smells like chapstick." Mm-hmm. That's you got questions. Well, not even that, but if you see a woman who, and she has a shirt that says, "I'm the, I'm reason. the reason his, his dick, dick smells like chapstick," and she's standing next to some child. Well, if she's just standing <laughs> by herself, you're like, "Who's dick?" Right? Who's dick? Who's dick? <laughs> uh, come over here. We're, I told him not to walk away. God, it messes up for the for the gram. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do we get any emails? My dick smells like a floral breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Joe Biden will want to smell your dick. Inhale it slowly. <laughs> As he rubs your hips. <laughs> My dick smells like a freshly washed vagina. <laughs> like, I'm the reason his dick smells, smells like, like a fresh freshly washed <laughs> My dick smells like Massengill. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that. I don't know what Massengill smells like. Maybe everyone wants that. Maybe it smells great. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Do they make Massengill anymore? Those commercials used to be on all the time. The not so fresh feeling, that whole thing. I don't know. They still do those commercials? I don't know. Charity, we're looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch commercials. I don't watch TV really. Massengill. Um, I assume not. <laughs> Clearly, we're all struggling, so I don't Vagisil, think so. Massengill. Oh, Mass- all the gills. Uh, oh, Gill. I I've never seen that in the store. Johnny I don't Gill. know if that's a Johnny. Johnny Gill is my favorite douche. <laughs> Ooh, they make just, Vagisil he's still. Not, he's not but that is not good for your vagina. <laughs> I'm not calling Johnny Gill a douche. Guys. <laughs> you, you shouldn't need Vagisil. It's no, bad. that's it's bad for your vagina. Doesn't it throw off the pH balance? It does. Yeah, you want the, the you natural f- juices. Yeah, the natural juices. You <laughs> want to throw on the pH balance. That was worth saying just to see yeah. Charity's face when I said it. <laughs> I almost threw up. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> just the natural <laughs> juices. Yeah. Just her eyes natural and the, the tightening of her jaw. That was worth it. It was worth that's, it. That's, or- <laughs> that's organic Vagisil. <laughs> no Dying chemicals. a little bit on the inside. <laughs> An article just came up, just popped up onto uh, Current Affairs. All about Pete. It's about Pete, um, you know, Pete Booty Juice. But no, it's Buttigieg. Only Bo- except politicians are approved. They actually care about people other than themselves. Mayor Peter Buttigieg. Buttigieg. President. If you listen to the fur, you Buttigieg. guys heard us talking about him. Yeah, if you're on. And an article just popped up. Buttigieg. Um, we don't have any emails. We have comments, though, from, from Patreon. We got a comment from chad heft hey chad heft uh comedian has been on this podcast (laughs) uh writer of intro songs and frankie tale songs which we've never actually played because she's never on but um also chad has a podcast diabetes for the soul if you want to check that out chad posted uh the minimum make you lose your foot yeah well it's for the soul there you go your soul will lose its foot Chad says $5 does make you hollis. Oh, Chad is part of the gang. 
Loving this gang gang thing. Lowers the case of the Mondays 20-fold. Also thinking about messing with freeloaders by tweeting or posting crazy shit that happened on a Monday episode that never happened. Uh, damn, can't believe Randolph's crazy neighbor ran herself over with the car. What a story. <laughs> or a good thing Andy had those extra packets of Cajun Sparkle to throw in that mugger's face. <laughs> or Frankie might not be with us anymore. <laughs> a very special three guys on. Uh, quit thinking Andy, uh, uh, and quick thinking Andy hero, not, a f- not only fun, but freeloaders will end up uh, outing themselves trying to find out what happened. That's true. Then we can make fun of them for being freeloaders. Hashtag gold, Jerry gold. Hashtag Tim Miller lives. Uh, Tim does live. Let's tease it. Tim has a podcast possibly starting up, so we'll plug it when he uploads it. It's all possible right now. Yeah. Um, I think not. (laughs) I don't. that should be the name of someone's podcast, the Adam Schiff. It should be the name. I don't. Of the, I'm telling you. You might think there are too many podcasts already out there. Uh, I, I don't. don't. <laughs> uh, well, the name of his special is You Might Think. Yeah. Adam Schiff, You Might Think. You Might Think. <laughs> uh, we got a comment from Brian called Tired of Being a Freeloader. <laughs> I was Aren't a patron. I was a patron most of 2018, and I'm happy to be back. Fucking freeloader no more. I'm not a freeloader no more. Delivered. I've been delivered. <laughs> uh, oh, we! I met the dude, the cat that you talked about. That just reminded me. Oh yeah, I'm in a, before it slips out of my mind. The cat that Randall wrote yeah. a letter about you. He's yes. been to our Can't last two, three guys on at the Draft House Thursday guys. shows. He yeah. didn't even tell me that he went Thursday night. Randall, she's finna be on tonight. Come on through again. Yeah, I'm hosting. Bring your lady. Um, did he bring his lady last time? I think he did. He had a friend with him. He had a friend with him. Yeah. Let's just say it like I'm that. I'm sure he did. Randall, <laughs> come on through. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. <laughs> uh, Brooke, <laughs> say it like that. Brooklyn Shoe Babe says, uh, OMG, why did I think that Chris was about to go into pop-pop story mode? This is Chris Lambert. <laughs> Chris don't have week. that in him. Pop-pop I thought about that. Chris don't have that in story him. Story mode when he mentioned wishing happy birthday on Facebook to the one that got away. <laughs> LOL, great episode. <laughs> Yeah, that could have gone south. Chris don't have that in him. Yeah. that's I've never worried about that with Chris. It's always going to be the one that got away. <laughs> and then Brooklyn Shoe Babe uh, comments again. Hashtag the gang gang. Gang. Chris is not a dirt bag like that. So. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dirt bag stories. Mel commented on one of last week's episodes. The Sausage of Christ sounds like an idea for a 3GO t-shirt. <laughs> it quite does. <laughs> that's uh, adding meat to things. We were just talking about that before we started recording. <laughs> smells like chapstick. Uh, and then that's all the comments for this week. So if you guys want to comment on Patreon, we will read it. Also, obviously, three guys on at Gmail. And uh, if you tweet at us, we will sometimes. In fact, let me go through our Twitter feed. One we'll, of us will answer. Well, sometimes that. I'll give it a like. I don't interact much on Twitter, but I'll. We do see them, obviously. Um, if I'm around, and I got some time. I may answer back. I so we to. had. Uh, so Tanya, for example, said, uh, "So cool that three guys on are now having guests on via Skype. Great to hear Chris Lambert on the podcast." You need to get the purveyor of everyone's favorite breakfast morning show, Rick Younger, back on soon. The only problem with Rick is that, like, literally right now, I believe he's doing a matinee. Yeah, he's on the he's on <laughs> so stage right he's now. He's on stage right now. That's the only real problem. Yeah. With that. Um. Oh, we did get from uh, Cersei's baby daddy. <laughs> I hope you all can have Dominic on soon, so we can hear about his audition. Yeah, Dominic's had a very busy week. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff. We were just talking about his. Andy saw the audition. No, one of them. I didn't see it. One of them. No, I didn't see well, any. So what was the other one? The the Comedy Central one I didn't see. Okay. And then the Montreal one I didn't see, but I talked to him. 
about okay. both. Um, Comedy Central one, we were at Colony Club that night. Oh, and yeah. I didn't go to Big Hunt after. Yeah, it was already yeah, kind of yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, hey, Dominique Kirby Jones uh, tweeted, every time I listen to Three Guys On, I can't get Mighty Real out of my head. You make me feel. Well, now it's back. <laughs> Mighty Real. He just got inducted into something. Oh, did he? You make me feel. Sylvester? Mighty Real. You make me feel. If you go over to uh, the Black Guy Who Tips, shout out six years strong in the game. Well, six years of being laid off Since, and in yeah. the game. Um, they use for one of their segments the Do You Wanna Rock? Yeah. Don't you wanna rock? Do you wanna rock with me? Sylvester went hard, dude. Hold Here we on, go. I don't care. I don't know what to tell you. Queer icon. Do you wanna rock with me? Queer icon Sylvester's disco hit inducted into the Library of Congress there for it its is. historical value. Sylvester's You Make Me Feel Mighty Real you was inducted into the National Recording Registry at the Library of Congress. Each year, the registry adds 25 American recordings that are at least 10 years old to its collection, selecting works with culturally, historically, or aesthetically significance. This year's theme was American Changemakers. Sylvester's 1978 hit, according to the Library of Congress, reflected his childhood background in both African-American gospel music and his work as a drag performer Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. His biographer called it a song of freedom. Uh, and there's a picture of Sylvester right there. That's mm-hmm. uh, in drag. That's he's a good-looking man. Beautiful. That's him. Uh, probably have uh, dreads, though. In the seventies. Yeah. Well. What are you gonna do? You know, he's, you know, <laughs> don't make it feel like people uncomfortable. <laughs> people feel uncomfortable. A, do you want to rock? Yeah, I should have listened to Money's episode for that story. Uh, but yeah, great, if you tweeted, great us, singer. We'll read period. Great showman. Um. Gave us gave us the Weather Girls, Two Thumbs of Fun, which gave us Martha Wash, which gave us one of the greatest uh, Luther Vandross songs, I Who Have Nothing. What? What? If you don't know about the I Who Have Nothing duet with, oh, what? What, you know about that, Charity? You young. You don't know about I Who Have Nothing? I do that, know about that, it. That song. I don't think I know about it. It's wow. one of those, I bet if I heard it, I'd recognize it. It's, man, that song. I'm sure I've probably heard it. That song. That's the kind of love that makes you want to makes you want to fight your loved one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just like, I got to punch you in the face now. Like, like I'm oh, talking about yeah. a woman. Like, the woman wants to punch you. Like, I love you so much, I got to. <laughs> Physically attack you. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a loving way. In a loving way. Right. It's a little domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. Because I love you so much. Look what you made me do, because I love you so much. <laughs> Go give me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I just care so much about you. I got to hit you every now and then. Yeah, Luther. <laughs> Put that up to your ear. I knew you were pulling that up. Oh, there's a saxophone playing. Absolutely. It starts with the saxophone. Right. That's how strong that saxophone. shit is. I, who have nothing. Luther Vandross and Martha Wash. Martha Wash. You know, this is, see, this is how you know it wasn't 2019 because they haven't started singing yet. This is a long-ass saxophone, in- mm-hmm. saxophone intro. A sax Intro, mm-hmm. not an interlude in the middle. An intro, and they still haven't started singing. No, this is Quiet Storm uh, yes. territory right here. <laughs> Where's the thunder sound effect? Oh, the, thunder, the thunder sound, the thunderstorm came before the sax. Yeah, usually when they introduce in Quiet Storm. Yeah, yeah, that's this true. is when you're coming back from a break. <laughs> Welcome back to Quiet. This is when storm. the DJ's still in the bathroom. Yeah. Welcome. Play back that one with the long ass intro. I got a shit. 
you gonna be finishing time? Let the next song yeah, play. Yeah, just let it keep going. It's, I got a loud storm brewing. If you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I drank some coffee earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gurgling. They're never gonna start singing. Still, no singing. Oh, it's coming. Now we're hearing the plucking strings. Just intro right there. Oh, okay, wait. There's there's about to be some singing. Oh, there we go. I have nothing. That's why you want to fight somebody. It takes forever yeah. for them no, to sing. No, it's, it's, you don't want to start fighting until deeper in. You're like, I, Jesus Christ. I don't know if I've heard this or not. You want me to just punch really? you in the it's face? It's got a familiar sound, but I don't recognize the intro at all. I think I've heard this part. Maybe I haven't yeah, it's paid attention. Old, it's an older. Yeah. It's possible that um, I just never heard the whole song. Because Charity is, <laughs> she's moving away from Andy. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Just an old one <laughs> with nothing. What to year was that song? You. Oh my God, it's old. Ooh, while ago. Right, we got, it's got to be seven hundred eighty. Can they hear it? Yeah, I'm sure it'll come through. Uh, early eighties, weekends. Early eighties. I probably weekends heard it in like in my house. At like my parents, or like my friend's parents' jumps, house or something. She jumps in. It's like it's perfect because he's like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. And then she jumps in with the, hey, baby. Oh, so she doesn't uh, she doesn't start some shit with him. No. If you love me, then. No. <laughs> no, no this is a. It's a true love song. Let me find the lyrics to I. Yeah. I who have nothing. I who have nothing. It really don't even jump off really until till the end when they start doing. Man, she came right up. I put I who have, and it popped right up. That's Tom Jones. <laughs> that's not what I want. Oh, that's a, did, <laughs> did, did Tom Jones cover that song? It was on, uh, it was on Power of Love album. Ninety one. Ninety one. I was listening to grunge rock at the time. <laughs> I think I was drifting. Maybe away he from did. It. Did he cover it? Because there's Tom Jones. I mean, that was in seventy. Then it might be Tom Jones's song, and then they covered it. Oh, and they 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 made it better. They improved it. Here's the thing about Tom Jones. I saw yeah. Tom Jones singing This is a Man's World with Jennifer Hudson on something. Oh, my God. That shit was so good. Really? Yeah. It was on one of those, like, the voice but overseas. Oh, yeah. The other voice. It's twice yeah. now I've seen. The yeah, voice with an accent. The other one. <laughs> the voice. It's twice now I've seen her L do voice. things. Like, at one, one, they talked her into singing, and she, she started singing in her chair. And then she didn't get up like Fantasia style where you kick your shoes off. Right. And she didn't do that. Throw she off just, a cape. She started singing in a chair and then she got up and walked like over the men. The audience were crazy. She was, I don't know what she was singing. And this yeah. one, she asked Tom to sing a song. And she was like, you need to sing a song. And he was like, I don't know. What do you want me to sing? She was like, I sing this is a man's world. She goes, well, I'll sing it. If you sing it with me. She's like, okay, well, I'll sing this. And then they sang it together. That shit was fucking. That dude can still sing. Say what you want about Tom Jones. I'm a fucking good sing. And he's a pretty good dancer. How old is Tom Jones now? Like 85? He's got to be in his 80s. He's gray. He's in good shape, but yeah. he's gray now. Yeah. yeah. I have nothing. I have no one. I adore you. I just want you so. I'm just a no one with nothing to give you. But, oh, I love you. Then the woman, they say, she, she buys you diamonds. See, they're bright. They're bright, sparkling diamonds. But believe me, boy. Ooh boy, hear what I say. She could give you the world, but she'll never love you the way that I love you, baby. That's a strong line right there. Then they sing together. You can go any place you want, fancy clubs and restaurants. 
but I can only watch you with with my nose pressed up against the window pane. The window pane. Then they just go, they take it out. Yeah, that's not really my type of song. <laughs> I might have heard it in passing. I mean, there's a lot more to I it. I might have heard it in passing, but I don't think it never, yeah. it never connected. You weren't slipping that in between the grunge. Then they start yeah, singing. No. They start singing together. <laughs> I wasn't slipping it in. What's the line they say? I want to be the I want to be the one that you just can't live. This is where it gets down. I want to be the one that you just can't live without. I want to be the one that you never feel no doubt. I want to be the one that you let give you the loving. Give you the loving. But I have nothing. nothing. Hey, let me give you the loving. What are you doing later? I want to be the one that you always want to be near. I was thinking maybe we'd get together and give you the loving later. I want to say the words that your body and soul need to hear. Saturday maybe? I'd give you the loving though. I want to be the one that you let Dave you all the <laughs> loving. But I have nothing. Take it away, sax player. Shit, that shit, man. That should I should have brought ooh. my saxophone. You play opportunity. You have a saxophone that you play? I do have a saxophone. Haywood does too. Haywood does too. Two of you. We've we've he said that he has a saxophone. He does. I've seen it once. I've seen him play it once at a Romaine and Lettuce show. He hopped up on stage and chimed in with the sax every now and then. Martha you know. Wash, mm-hmm. two tons of two tons of fun. A little horn stab here and there. He wasn't C N C music factory. A full on like Yeah, he wasn't taking the lead. Yeah. No. Yeah. Have, so what's uh, you've never I get you never played with Haywood. No. Have you talked about? Have you kind of? We had a marching band uh, talk session uh, like where we when were dorked you, out. When were you one in marching time. band? Yeah. Only when, middle school. When I was in high school, I was a band major. Oh really? The drum major. Drum major. You were the drum major. I was a drum major. Twirling around. Band major. Drum major. Twirling the little sticks around. And no, like not a little stick dog. Little sticks around. I was leading the band. Okay. Drum major. So you so, were, this was, uh, so you were playing saxophone and at some point you like work up to drum major? That was just for marching band. Yeah. So How was I it? still played the saxophone. Okay. For like the co- regular concert band. And then I played um, a little in college, but. Yeah. Yeah. So you so were in band in college? It was like the, like the campus. I didn't, I, so at IU, it's a really big major. It's a really big music school. Um, so unless you're going to major in music, you yeah. don't get to be a part of like the music school. So they have like a all campus band, which is still phenomenal. So I did that. Yeah. So I guess Haywood is, a, I guess you're about the same level then with Haywood, like as far as ability. I don't know. He's older than I am. So he he's, might be <laughs> no shade to Haywood. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> uh, if we get one more, we could have a three guys on horn section. Like how many horns do you need you for a horn section? Horns. Like three? Is it three horns for a horn <laughs> yes, section? Yes, you need at least three. <laughs> at least Who else three. plays a horn? We you can want have two woodwinds and one brass. You do need two a brass. brass, one woodwind. Yeah, yeah. something. You got to have some sort of. You combination. can just have. A, you can't just have three woodwinds of the same kind. I mean, you can have of, three saxes, but they've got to be like a different soprano, saxophone, a baritone, yeah. and a tenor, and an alto. You can't. Were you just gonna forget the alto sax? Yeah, because I think I think I like this. And as far as something like that, first of all, if we do that, then we got to hire four motherfuckers. Okay, I have an alto sax, so don't just. Like okay. Some more money. Alto spent. sax is is Fuck the soprano. For. Soprano is that is the the Kenny, the Kenny G, G bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a sax hierarchy. A really high. <laughs> Some people are sa- sax snobs and they're like fucking bullshit Kenny G sax. Alto. <laughs> the Kenny G of saxes. Call it Gato. <laughs> <laughs> but 
like I mean, a trombone. Do we know anyone that would? Chris White plays trombone, I think. Hmm. KT Tatara played trombone in college. He played jazz trombone, didn't he? Yeah, he like, yeah. studied it. He's probably pretty good. I used to do jazz band. Like, let's do this. Are we going right. to jazz, jazz it up? Well, KT lives in LA. Oh, well. well. There you go. I think Chris White played trombone. Jazz, though? I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. you just strictly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from John <laughs> Philip Sousa. In a one. And a three. Everyone's like, is a dealership having a sale? Is there a dealership sale anywhere? Come on down. Welcome to Coons. Come on down to our Ford dealership. Um,. We could have little horn stabs between jokes on stage. Matching shirts that now don't look like that. Right. <laughs> matching shirt. Yeah, it'd be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the live band experience. Rick Younger has a band. He does. <laughs> he's probably, he, that has horns in it. He's way ahead of us on this. He thought about this like 10 years that ago. That has horns in it. He has a band that has horns in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're probably not working right now. He's in the middle of, he's on stage right now. He's still working. They still get shit. No, not right now. But Borrow his band for an after. <laughs> They still they still do do stuff. Yeah, you want to hear this thing about Pete Booty Juice? Booty Juice. Pete. Uh, for those who listened on Monday, you know we talked about Booty Juice. <laughs> now, uh, I, I bet he got called that in middle school. Uh, it's he, terrible. Well, it's, he's, it's, it's so terrible. He went yeah. to a white school. He comes from, from white America, so I doubt that somebody called him Booty Juice. But kids, though, kids are ruthless. Kids are ruthless. So I said so they're way better than. Trump he's the gay millennial yeah. from Bullying. the Midwest. You know, so they're talking about him now being president. I heard him talk. He's pretty impressive. He's mayor of what? Some town? Some South, town? Bend. South Bend. South Bend. Some okay. town. It's not a huge <laughs> town, right? It's not a city. Like Notre Dame is there. Oh, okay. Oh, like, ooh. yeah. I mean, okay. it, it's it's a little bit more notable yeah. than just Wabat. When, I guess. Right, when right, Notre, right. When Notre right. Dame's not, not in session, it's like. It's not Mayberry. Half it's the not town Mayberry. Cuts it. When, it, when not Notre Dame's not in session, it becomes Mayberry. And then when the Notre Dame's in session, it swells back up to like yeah. a real town. So it's in like the Breaking Away. In the summer, it's a little. <laughs> it's like that movie, Breaking Away. A little quieter in the summer. <laughs> it's Bloomington. That's yeah, where I went to yeah, Indiana. Yeah, breaking away. Okay. All Same right. Thing. Let's stop the hate. Of <laughs> <laughs> Get on with it. So here's fuck Indiana, man. Yeah. Booty juice. Oh, As yeah. a state. Vice <laughs> Radio, I listened to you talk today. On the one hand, you definitely speak very progressively, but you don't have a lot of super specific policy ideas. See, this is where it starts to break down. <laughs> People just are just talking flowery. But then when you start to scratch the surface, it's that's where it starts to break it's down. It's very early. In the process. Here's Booty Juice. Not going to know everything about everybody just yet. Part of where the left and the center left has gone. I think that's us. What do you guys think? The left? And the center left? I put myself on the left. I don't know. I don't don't know what the center left even means. I don't fuck with that center Center, shit. Either you're left or you're not. (laughs) Right. I was like center left. I don't know. That's like saying the far right. There's no far right. Right. It's not a moderate. Yeah, there's no moderate right. No. It's the right. Right. Part of where the left and the center left have gone—he's talking about us—have gone wrong is that we've been so policy led. Uh, no, that we have been as philosophical. Huh? Okay. All right. Continue. We like to think of ourselves as the intellectual ones. Okay. Oh, he's about to get intellectual on us now. But the truth is that the right has done a better job in my lifetime. Ooh, charity's face. <laughs> of uh, connecting up its philosophy and its values to its politics. Okay. Okay. That that's uh, that's a true statement. There might be something there. Okay. okay. All right. Right now, I think we need to articulate the values. Okay. 
lay out our, our philosophical commitments. Okay. Stop compromising. And maybe? then develop policies off of that. Okay. And I'm working so very hard not to put the cart before the horse. So right now he's fine. That's been a criticism of the left. They That's always compromise. Philosophy they try to placate Republicans. To what you say. They try to outright the right. Like, oh, we're going to be tougher on crime then. Right. Yeah. It's like, live your philosophies. Yes. Yeah. If these are the philosophies that you espouse, right. live mm-hmm. to them. We're going to be tougher on illegals yeah. crossing the border then. So right now, booty juice sounds pretty good. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if booty juice, the idea of booty juice ever sounded good. <laughs> but Mayor Buttigieg. Boot edge edge? Beetlejuice. <laughs> Mayor Beetlejuice. President there, Beetlejuice. Is there time for that? This is Vice now asking him. Is there time for that? This is probably some young Vice kid. Yeah. They want the list. They want to know exactly what you're going to do, which I don't know if that's the truth, but okay. Here's Buttigieg. <laughs> I think it can actually be a little bit dishonest to think you have it all figured out on day one. I agree with that. Okay. I think anybody in this race is going to be a lot more specific or policy-oriented than the current president. Well, that's a given. Well, anybody. You've got to say that. Right. My daughter's more specific and policy-oriented than the current president. Yeah, she's got a lot of ideas. But I don't think we ought to have all that locked in on day one. I agree. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. So the left should have Still not to. Uh, should match their philosophy to their to their uh, legislation, but not all on day one. Okay, he's he's saying let's. Build to that. Let's uh, figure it out. Maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe. Right. He hasn't put it in yet. But that's his way of saying I don't have specific policy positions on everything just yet. Right. And I might not ever. Yeah, might not, but you know, it's still so far from the election. Right. There are these purity tests going on, on the left, where it's like they're they're trying to nail people down on inconsistencies and lack of positions on everything. It's like, it's fucking March. Yeah. I don't feel like a lot of people are just talking in circles at this point about like what yeah. sounds good. They're Here's not, the problem with this candidate. Like they're doing a lot yeah. of that. They like, didn't put the quote in. Uh, what was How the quote? do you write this and not put the quote in? What was the quote? The one about, uh, this is just about him going to these, uh, the elitist schools he went to and, Oh, he's an elitist being a mayor and which I don't give a fuck about an elitist mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Oxymorons. He's such an elitist that he I'm ran for mayor. In Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> when Indiana. an elitist mayor in Indiana. Oh, what think, is happening? You think you're better than me, mayor of South Bend, Indiana? <laughs> now I gotta fucking fucking elitist. Exactly he went to Oxford and Harvard. He went to Oxford, so he's a smart guy. He is smart. He's 37, right? So yeah, he doesn't look it. He's, he's not look, aging well, but. Oops. Oh, yeah. It's been rough. <laughs> it's been rough on Beetlejuice. <laughs> and, uh,. He's young. He's he's youthful. Like he should be in touch with mm-hmm. the youngsters. He's a millennial. He's openly gay. Um, his partner is out there on the campaign trail, right? Isn't he? Did they have quotes from his partner? Some dude. So. Some guy. It's his husband. Yeah. So he's checking a lot of the boxes. <laughs> like, wait, People say partner now. It's, it's, it's like, can you say? I don't give a fuck about dude. I mean, he are they married? Gotta, he said we got to reach yeah. out to the fucking middle American people again. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. Where's that? Quote? I saw that. Looking quote. for the quote. It's the problem is when you when you Google it, who can spell Buttigieg? Well, I let I let uh, Google spell it for me. Oh, okay, Pete. B- but buddy gig, B U T T I G I E. Buddy gig, buddy gig, No, no one ever got that name right the first time. Beetlejuice. Buddy gig, gig, buddy gig, buddy gig. Um, 
He said something about basically the classic coastal well, people need to understand middle. I people. think the experience of somebody who comes from the American interior, from the kind of a community where people grew up being told that success had to do with getting out, as is true not just industrial Midwestern cities like mine, but also a lot of rural cities, and the experience we also need more of in our national leadership, and especially in the Democratic Party, because losing touch with that kind of experience is something that really sets us back as a party, which I don't believe, but okay. I so, think the, here's this, the last bit raises an interesting question about a big debate inside the party. The extent to which we can speak about Trump's support in the American interior, as you put it, stemming from racial anxieties versus economic anxieties. I assume you're following the debate. How do you feel about this? Pete, Pete Booty Juice. I think the debate kind of misses the mark, especially if it so winds up using economic anxiety to excuse racist behavior. But the reality is that when people are economically and socially dislocated, they're always more vulnerable to being radicalized, which I don't agree with. And I think a lot of Americans are being radicalized by this administration. The experience of disruption that's gone on, especially in the interior, has obviously made it feel more fertile to be taken advantage of by, of by people like this president. See, here's my problem with that. At the same time, I, I'm going to keep going, but then I'll come back. And my experience, at, at the same time, my experience leading a turnaround in industrial Minnesota city that's also very racially diverse, where we have to hard to work hard to keep everybody together and make sure what we did is inclusive, demonstrates no, these kind of these, I was just about to say, demonstrates these things go hand in hand when it comes to improving our economic tr condition and making good on our commitment to racial and social justice. Okay, well, there's a couple problems here with this. He says, the reality is when people are economically and socially dislocated, they're always more vulnerable to being radicalized. I don't believe that. I don't believe that because that, that to me, you discount, you, you're giving people the out and you're discounting. You're saying that they're not that intelligent. I don't believe that. No, I fully believe that, that they know exactly what the fuck. They knew what kind of person he was. They knew, they knew those things. And that was okay to them because they believed those things. As we said on Monday's podcast, they believe that it's okay to them that they, they don't want their money going to these people. So if I got to die, that's fine, long as they don't get my money. Well, it also they leaves believe out believe that um, the economic anxiety that they face that pushes them to then take these other positions. Uh, none of the black people in those towns yeah. did that. Did that? So they, why didn't they? They didn't decide that they're going to be like Trump supporters or alt-right out of their economic anxiety. So it can't only be that. Right. Let's say even if you want to say that contributed. Well, a lot of people uh, didn't go that extra step. So how do you explain that? Like, why do you take that out of the, the equation? Because middle America is means white people. Right. They're not talking about actual people in those situations. They're talking about the white people in the situations. Right. Which leads to this next part where he says, you know, he works hard to make sure everybody's together and make sure that we do it in inclusive Make sure we do it inclusively. I don't want to. I don't care if you think that. I want to get get people of color alone in a room away from you and ask them, "Hey, do, is it really inclusive here?" No. Chances are they're going to say no. No. They're going to say no. Being a person from there, no. They're going to say no. 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 You think that? <laughs> and they're focused on you know. <sighs> Bumble Brett, Brett in middle of nowhere, <laughs> living in a barn in a small town and not focused on the minorities that are living in the larger cities in these states. Right. They're trying, they're making them invisible mm -hmm. by not even, not even including them in the identity of these states. Of course. The identity is the tough guy farmer waking up at 5 a.m. every morning. And it's like, no, you are very, you're what, the 2%? Right. 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 
you know. So he wants us to reach out to these people and be understanding. Listen, they're 20% of the population. I don't care. We've talked about this before. These people are trying to win a caucus in a place like Iowa. (laughs) So because that is important, they have to say things to get votes in places like Iowa. Otherwise, they're doomed. They can't compete in other primaries. They can't compete. You know what else you're doomed at? If you can't carry black people in the South, you don't win. And they go to the South, and they'll change their tune. Yeah, and they lie. And this is the thing about primaries. They always say, like, people get a little more extreme throughout the primaries, and then they go back toward the center when they get into the general election. But they have to say things that make Iowa happy for now. And then they get their votes in Iowa, and then they go to South Carolina, New Hampshire, and they change. And I'm evolving, and this is our new message for this week. And then they get into the South, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is this message. They still won't go all the way, nope. but they'll, they'll throw out some platitudes about, we need to reform the justice system. And then they'll say something like, all sides need to think about how we interact with law enforcement. You know, like shit like that. All sides. It won't be 100%. They won't go all the way, but they'll change their tune at that point. But if you don't get past Iowa and South Carolina and New Hampshire and shit, you're fucked anyway. Yeah. So, so they they have to say things that those people like to hear. And that's the game of campaigning for president. Can't be too real just Ridiculous. Yet. And I don't. Or ever. You know, I'm like, or listen, ever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to support you in a primary. If you, if you get the nomination, I'll vote for you. I'm a pragmatist. I keep saying that. Black people are the biggest pragmatists. We fuck with the person who's the least racist. Who's the least racist? Then that's the person I'm fucking with. <laughs> I don't have any choice in this matter. You know what I mean? But if I can if I can not fuck with you in a primary, I ain't gonna fuck with you. I find somebody that has Elizabeth Warren's talking that good shit right now as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> I'll fuck with her. You know, I don't know if she can win in a general. I don't right. give a shit. I don't. I also don't like the thing of uh, well, you can't just say that you're not Donald Trump to win. I'm like that should be enough. <laughs> that should literally be enough. That's what yeah. Hillary said. Every well, she beat him. But but that's the problem. It, she she, she well, she's not president. So right. people are saying you can't. That's you can't do that. But I'm like she did beat. Him. That's what I. I yeah, keep, but we like, we say that, but. What's not I know, us saying it, it over and over isn't you know? really helping anything. Well, it's, it's, it's not it's, doing anything. It's any, the slave anything. system that we've set up. This, ex- this electoral college is slave system. I saw a guy on on Fox. I saw a video of a guy on Fox lying about the, the electoral college. Speaking of history, on mm-hmm. uh, Monday's cast, uh, gang gang, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just lying about the electoral college, just lying about it. Like, yeah, and it was set up to. I'm like, that's not why it was set up. No. It's, there are reams of information about why it's, dude, you're a professor. What the, the fuck are you talking about? And then the little, the little dumb talking head's like, oh. oh, oh. oh inter- I've never heard it put it like that. <laughs> Interesting. Profound. So oh. you just want rural America to be heard. Oh. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, they wanted their voices to be heard over. Uh, over the, the slave, the yeah. slaves. It, it, it involves people yeah. being unheard. Somebody just put a picture of Rick up on Broadway right now. Oh, really? Someone snuck their phone in? Up. I guess. From the audience, Rick, let's do this. Two show Broadway. Oh, okay. Two show day. It might be somebody, my permission. Yeah. Yeah, because then you probably get kicked out if you start snapping pictures yeah. during Broadway plays. It's very uh, strange caption to Rick, let's do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two <right. laughs> shows. He reposted. Good shot. Good picture. 
like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's too early to get into. I mean, all the presidential candidate campaign shit. Every four years, this happens. There's people who are getting a lot of press a year and a half early, and they fizzle. They they some people join in late, and it's like, oh, this person's now going to make a splash, and then like two weeks later, they're folding their tent. It's it's too early to give these people this much press, as though they're legitimate contenders. That's usually what. Know? Yeah, it's like you said. That's what happens. Well, we when, didn't see Donald Trump coming. We were just like, right. uh, uh. Remember when Fred Thompson joined the Republican race? I do race? remember that. He joined like, oh, Leno, shit. I think. Fred Thompson's in it. And then, like, no one gave a shit about Fred yeah. Thompson. It was like, oh, man, what's, this is going to really send ripples through the Republican primaries. Didn't do shit. But that happens all the time. The people who are the front runners are very early. A lot of them are going to not even make it past the second primary or third primary. They're going to just fold up Starting and leave. To get burned out from it. Yeah, and you'll be left with your final four. Mm-hmm. And then you can choose. Perfect. You know? But Buttigieg probably won't be in that final four. Well, I mean, maybe Joe should Joe should smell his hair. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be... What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. That smells like sandalwood. What is that? <laughs> Charcoal. Yeah. It's very manly. That's really manly. That's Mesquite. nice. That's nice. Mm, yeah. Let me just take it in there, Buttigieg. <laughs> Booty juice. Buttigieg. I don't know, he far. He's a war vet. Yeah. He's got all the all the bona fides. He's, he's going, a white man. He, that's a big plus, but he's too young. That's what they're gonna. So that's what they're gonna think. He he's projects. Gay. He projects. That's young. that's the thing. It's not let, about it being young. Could, he's I, gay. I think they could maybe let gay go. The Republicans. They could, won't but I think let gay Democrats go. Will. Democrats <laughs> will. Republicans will not. You. Well, right. Republicans definitely won't. Fuck a man. No. That's. They've got I don't. In the White House. That's his. <laughs> that's his. On the Oval Office desk. Right there. Or floor. Look, they're young enough that they still fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that should be the slogan is let gay stay. <laughs> Peter Buttigieg, don't let gay go. I think that you Let gay use. stay. They want another white man. They don't want anything of Of course they do. Yeah. So that's the, the Democrats definitely want another white man. If they didn't, they'd be looking towards uh, Ulian. See how I put that stake on it? Mm. Ulian Castro. <laughs> they'd be looking at him. What about Cory Booker, though? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's only rumored I'm to be gay. Some real reckless stuff today. I don't know. I'm just gonna say he's here. trying to. He's trying to flex with Rosario on his arm. We're like mm. he's gay. I heard he's gay. <laughs> God, you people need to see Charity's faces. <laughs> no gay. one cares about Rosario. Trying to flex with Rosario on his arm. And like you look that's a weird flex. Yeah, yeah. Gail King on your arm. <laughs> You look better than What are you, gay? gay? So we didn't get a chance to. We got some updates. Let's talk about Jesse right quick. So they dismissed all the charges. They made a deal. They made a deal. All the charges went away. Uh, he has to basically, he just they keep the money that he yeah. paid for his bond, 10 grand. 10 and he's days. doing community service. I don't know. Um, they, they said that, but he's not. Or he did already? Well, he's not. I thought he was doing it's it now. Just, it's done. Everything's done. He did it already? Yeah. No, I don't think there was any. There was. A, they said that there was, but there really wasn't. Wait. So it's done. So I think that the, they're saying it. They're saying that was just something that was reported. That okay. same shit, like with the with the calls and the MAGA stuff and all that. When so you dig a little deeper, you're like, well, that didn't really happen. They made a deal. Charges were dropped. All right. Yeah. I've said this from the very beginning. At every stage of this story... There are giant pieces missing. 
Right. <laughs> including the final stage. Like, what just happened? Like, right. can you, oh, we're going to seal everything. Right. So, oh. It's all weird. And the um, prosecutor was like, we're going to, we could potentially, he could still be found guilty we, if we, we would have went forward. Yeah. What? Um, so yeah. they decided not to prosecute. So you dismiss charges against somebody who can be found guilty. Here's what I think happened. I think that something nefarious was going to come out about the police. And they were like, we're going to just let it go. Right. We're going to drop this. And the reason why I would think that would be because the Chicago PD is a very corrupt police department. I'm a little nervous for Jesse being in Chicago after this whole thing. I would say that. Yeah, he should probably leave Chicago. I agree. I do not trust the Chicago PD. And trying to slap him with a, to get him to pay for their resources. I know, which is. 130 grand. Which is insanity. Rahm Emanuel's like, I can't believe this happened in Chicago. Rahm Emanuel needs to sit his white ass down somewhere. All the way down. I'm really, really done with that motherfucker. It's really crazy if they would use those resources to like, maybe. All this black death that has happened at the hands of your police, and you ain't said a goddamn thing. Not a fucking thing. thing. Also, then we need to wait and see what happens. Now you want to stand your ass up and punish because basically you want to punish blackness. But he shouldn't be mad at Jussie anyway. He should be mad at the at the, the prosecutor yeah. who made the deal, not at the police. The prosecutor is the one who made the deal. Maybe because something came up about the police. Mm-hmm. But the prosecutor's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a null prosecute, whatever yeah, they call this it. Is we're gonna we're not prosecute. So they they made that decision. So why is he mad at Jussie? Because the prosecutor made the deal. You need a scapegoat. Because black. <laughs> so I mean, you should be asking the prosecutor to repay you for all the recoup for all the. But cops. that's going to come back from the the government. It's all going to come from the government. So that would be silly to ask right. for that from the government. You're right. going to ask the government to pay the government. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? So they're going to they're asking Jesse to pay back 130 thousand. Which, if, if I'm Jesse, I'm like, well, can you give me an itemized list of all the shit you misspent money on then? Right. Like, putting right. the two dudes up in a hotel? Mm-hmm. Right. Flying to do the Today Show? <laughs> like, you're going to bill yeah. me for that? <laughs> so, it's all just ridiculous. But um, Right, but it's just the, the indignance of this, of this piece of shit yeah. in Rahm Emanuel. The indignance of this dude. It's too bad we can't charge them for all of the, the uh, pros- times that they don't. Exactly. Right. We didn't Uh-oh. get the... Right, a little invoice, send us your yeah. CD. Like, <laughs> Every time they don't uh, investigate a case. <laughs> yeah, right. just don't. Or they duck and dodge, you know. Or Well, his reaction, Rahm Emanuel's reaction, was an overreaction. It was OJ level. Yeah. Like, people were, like, beside themselves, white white people, when OJ was found white. not guilty. Like, it was, he murdered two people. I can't believe this. He has to pay. Jussie... Mm-hmm. Didn't murder anybody, nope. like, but he's treating him like he's OJ and got away with it. Uh, he's who knows what happened because he's embarrassed. He, yeah, he embarrassed that's white, why he he's embarrassed, embarrassed whiteness. whiteness. Yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> whiteness should be impervious to embarrassment. Nope, no, nope. it's fragility. No. That's no. why. No. All those, all those, no, no, it's no, never. Not my city. No. <laughs> the only time whiteness is embarrassed is is. Even, they're not even embarrassing. They don't get like, embarrassed. Whiteness doesn't get embarrassed <laughs> about its stupidity. Have you seen, have <laughs> I you seen like, us? I'm waiting. So have you seen us dance? They that don't care. They're not embarrassed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> Nothing embarrasses tone. them. That's exactly my point. <laughs> Nothing embarrasses whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Swing a partner. You know who gets embarrassed for whiteness? Don't White people do. who are black adjacent. 
<laughs> they, they get embarrassed. Like, or Jesus Christ. performative allies get embarrassed. I'm yes. so sorry for my people. I can, we, we can spot that shit. Oh, That's my God. I'm so sorry for white people. When you're white and you say the words, my people, we don't believe you. Oh but God. if you're white and you say, look at these motherfuckers. We're oh, like, see, yeah. this is black adjacent right here. <laughs> look at, <laughs> look at, look at these, these motherfuckers. Not like that. Ah, shit. <laughs> but I also <laughs> wonder if they put a black prosecutor on the case. A black no, yeah. she was brought in. Okay, this I... I, Cause I, wh- I, I was have... wondering, kind of wondering that too. There used to be another prosecutor there. She was a Latino lady. And a lot of the black kids getting shot down and stuff like that she was the one who was like i'm not going to prosecute i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that so um shout out to sean king i think he was one of the dudes who was like we have to start voting out attorney generals mm-hmm. and the people of chicago voted her out <laughs> they they voted her ass out and they voted in this black woman mm. so okay. i'm pretty sure it was sean king who was really pushing that because there's a lot of cities Philadelphia now has a new black prosecuting attorney who's like, yeah, a lot of this shit we're not doing anymore. At least while I'm here, we're not. You know, I don't know how long they're going to last. You know, it's going to be like some reconstruction shit. (laughs) You're going to be here for X amount of years. Then we're going to sweep this shit out and reenact. Right. You know, what it is we wanted to do. You know, we got Reverend Al Sharpton up here defending Kim Fox on the Justice Mullet case. Well, isn't she who is Kim Fox? Is she Justice's lawyer? She's Justice's lawyer, or is she? She's the, the prosecutor, prosecuting attorney. Okay, she's the prosecuting attorney. Yeah. She saw something that didn't. That the didn't case fell apart with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, "I'm not gonna. I can't bring a case, and I know I'm gonna right. lose." Well, that's the other <laughs> thing. Uh, Rom is is afraid of, let's say, the embarrassment. But if they would have taken us to trial, something way more embarrassing could have come out, which is what maybe they're covering for. Probably because you have a corrupt PD. It's possible. You have a corrupt PD. Extremely corrupt. We know you're a corrupt PD. Who's the chief of police? It's this is black dude now. Hmm. He was up there with all that vigor at the press conference. <laughs> just all that vigor. Just talking that <laughs> shit. <laughs> talking that shit. I'm like, and where's your vigor now? Where's your Messiah now? You know, I saw somebody. Oh, yeah, that's that, right. Jesse, Jesse, this is going to set back race relations. I'm like, this? <laughs> he has diabetes. <laughs> this? Well, I got to say, if race relations get set back, I mean, these motherfuckers, <laughs> <laughs> they need to sh- straighten up. <laughs> this is setting back race relations? Is this the thing that's doing it? This. This, this exact thing. <laughs> Things were going so Only good this. before this. This is what it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think Jesse got away with something. I don't know what. It seems like it. I don't know. Now they're saying the two brothers, the Nigerian dudes, may have been in whiteface. And if and so if, if that, Jesse got away with it, so be it. You they, know what? If they were in whiteface. Let that be his 40 acres and a fucking mule. I don't know. It could be something as simple as these two dudes decided to jump on him. Well, that's the. It could be something as simple as that. But that's what I think when it, they just when decided to say the case on. fell apart. Yeah, the case hinged on them saying that he was, put us up to it. Yeah, and if oh something God, fell apart guilty. on their end, if one of them changed their story, or yeah. if one of them, if something was found out that um, implicated them as not as acting on their own accord, then the case is over. There's no case because it all came from them saying, "Yeah, we did that shit," but like, I mean, he told us to. He yeah. was he was in on it, and maybe something came to light. Who knows? But 
it seems like there's still just a huge hole in the middle of that story that's just we don't know the it's all strange what happened i don't know i was always backing jesse yeah I just, to me there was i'm backing justice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I don't. I'm just kidding. I do. I wrote afterwards that when people said, I didn't believe him and leave me. Why would you? I'm like, why would I not believe it? Why would I not believe he it? He never changed his story. He's the only one who's never to changed his, his credit. story. And that's the one thing where I'm like, even when I start thinking like he got away with something, I'm like, well, survivors never change He's been pretty story. steadfast. And you, you, that happens a lot where people, they slightly change their story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, something comes to light from the other side and they like, even if it's just a subtle change, he's never done that. So even when I'm, fighting with myself to decide what to believe i'm like he's been pretty much everybody else has the police consistent completely the entire time yeah the two dudes police the two dudes everybody Um, has he hasn't right he's been pretty much on he went in front of the cast empire and stuck to the story he was like yeah this happened and like i said it could just be these two dudes just jumped on him on their of their own volition and did say all the shit about MAGA country and all that stuff. Well, we got them. We got the video of them buying all that shit. Yeah, so, so. all of that could have happened. Yeah. For, for who knows what reason they did that. Who knows? Yeah. But all of that could have happened. You know, and that's why he's like, yeah, this, this happened. This, this happened. This thing happened, and I'm not. He's never changed the story. No. You know, so... You know, it, it, it can still be that thing and not be the MAGA people. Although, again, why would I not believe that these pieces of shit would do this? Yeah. That's the thing. It's no one on that side is necessarily credible on the on the police side. Yeah. And the two dudes who beat him up, even if you believe their story, they took money to beat someone up. So it's yeah. like, well, you guys, I don't know how credible you guys are. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Jussie, you know, at least he has stuck to that story. If you don't believe the story, that's fine. But it's not like he's shifted it to um, to fit new narratives that have been thrown his way. You know, which is something that people do all the time. Right. Constantly. Yeah. Even if it's subtle shifts. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I actually, I remember it a little differently now. Like He hasn't done that. Uh, I think the only thing was that he said that, he could see the white skin through the ski masks or something. He said there was white guys. I and don't think he ever mentioned that, did he? That's the thing. I don't know if that was something that was attributed to him or if he actually said I that. I think they just he just mentioned MAGA hats and people assumed that they were white because he said MAGA hats and yeah. they were saying this is... And then someone said it wasn't. they weren't wearing MAGA hats. They were saying this is MAGA country. Or whatever, yeah. And it, that ski mask and MAGA shifted. Country. And, you know, again, the, seeing their skin color could have been some confirmation bias if he's in the fog of being attacked and someone's yelling about this is MAGA country. And they could have put like you know, white, white paint on their face. Who that's knows? That's the shit I saw this morning. It's like they, uh, they may have worn white face. Uh, breaking. Do we have video of them buying makeup? <laughs> our president breaking. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> breaking news. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. The United States will no longer provide foreign assistance to El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras. Mm-hmm. A State Department spokesperson told The Hill in a statement Saturday that the agency was directed to halt aid to the so-called Northern Triangle countries and was directed to do so by Donald Trump. At the Secretary's instructions, we are carrying out the President's direction and ending this program and that program 
Force assistance programs for the Northern Triangle. We will be engaging Congress as part of this process. Now, Department of Homeland, Secret Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nelson said in a statement Friday that she signed a historic regional compact this week with representatives of those countries. She said the countries agreed to combat human smuggling and trafficking, track crack down on transactional criminals fueling the crisis, and strengthen border security to prevent irregular migration. President Trump said on Friday that the countries set up migrant caravans, according to CNN. We were paying them tremendous amounts of money, and we're not paying them anymore because they haven't done a thing for us. They set up these caravans. Great. Of course... Senator Robert Menendez, the top Democrat, released a statement denouncing the move. Yay. Was this at a was was Trump at a rally saying this? He said it at a rally. He okay. said it at the at the Lakes rally. Oh, the Lakes rally. Right. <laughs> the Deep Lakes rally. And those people <laughs> cheered. He just says it whatever. I mean he says whatever they they need to hear to cheer. Well, this is what happens. Yeah. But then people go chase down his lies, right. like oh, so Trump alleges. So he just like, contradicted what his what his people are doing. Yeah, that happens all the time. So did that O'Brien. Where's the where's the biblical quote from Marco Rubio? <laughs> <laughs> In these difficult times. Yeah, he's just uh, especially at the rallies, which he's going to have more and more of ramping mm -hmm. up for the election. It's just crazy shit. All the QAnon people are showing up at his rallies who are just crazy conspiracy people. They believe Pizzagate and everything else. Someone talked about how he won't go quietly if he gets voted out or impeached. Nope. Like, uh, There's got to be like a Sandman Sims at the White House to <laughs> sweep him out of that place. He's not going to voluntarily leave. No, he'll be Amorosa 2.0. <laughs> yep. Oh, you want me to leave? Well, I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. There's no precedent for that. Well, here's a here's the big thing about I'm tweeting at Marco Rubio. Are you tweeting at him? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey Marco, I just saw what you said, and actually, these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's exactly how we say. It's like with the uh, with Bob Barr. Here's the mistake that that liberal liberals. And Democrats, but not just liberals, and people. Everybody's still working underneath these old paradigms. And what the paradigm tells these people is, like I heard like four people say this, well, listen, I've worked with Bob Barr, and Bob Barr, Bill Barr, I mean, Bill Barr. Bill? I've Bill. worked with Bill Barr in the past, and I just, I found him to be an honorable man. So, yeah. I mean, I have no reason to not believe, you know, that he's just trying to work out what he... So in the report, I mean, there's no reason for me to believe that. I'm like, you don't believe that he's working in concert with, with Donald Trump. You don't believe that. Yeah. You don't believe that. You don't believe that that the man who wrote a memo <laughs> about why he shouldn't be indicted was put in charge of the of the investigation and then tried to fix it so he wouldn't be indicted. You don't believe. You don't believe that he's working with him. You don't believe that. Well, he's just an honorable man, and he's just really. You you believe that? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That that's what you believe? Hmm. That's what they believe. That's that's, that's going to be the death of us all. They don't want to believe the. That's what's going to be the death of us all. They don't want to believe that there are 
nefarious uh, things going on. Mm-hmm. This is all on the level. But uh, Barr... That's, that's just going to be the death of us all. Well, they have to be reflective then. Yeah. I would... God forbid. The Israelis have a thing in their government that um, when they come to a consensus about how to do something, one person in the government has to believe the opposite. This one person, that no matter how crazy the idea is, that person has to consider it. This no matter how crazy, just you gotta, you have to be the one to think about this. Or, or is it? You know, we don't have that. Everybody's working underneath this whole paradigm. No one can bring themselves to believe that. Yeah, he's he's trying to protect Donald Trump. That's what he's doing. That's what he was put there for. That's what he's doing. They all have to believe. They can't allow themselves. Somehow, it's like they think it's like it lessens them to believe. Well, you just have to look at it like this. Trump uh, has been taking all the steps he can to protect himself from this. Right. So why wouldn't he take this step too? Yeah. You know, like he's been doing all the tweeting about no collusion. He's been doing all the lying about meetings and lying about Trump Tower and then changing the story, unlike Jesse Smollett. Unlike. Changing. Oh, actually, we talked to them until like June. Oh, it actually was like November. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe we're still talking. I just talked to Putin like this morning. <laughs> so he, he's been trying to protect himself f- from exposure to this. In every other way. So here's another way he has, which is appoint this guy attorney general. Why wouldn't he also protect himself from exposure in that in that realm? So of course he is. He's not. I mean, he's he's an idiot, but he's not an idiot. (laughs) I mean, like self preservation is a big part of who he is. It's an instinct. Yeah. So of course he's trying to do that. And Barr has his limits on how well he can protect him. And when he runs out of ways to protect Trump, Trump will try something else, you know, to protect himself. That's just the way it's going to go. Up to the point of, I ain't leaving like an old man when a hurricane's coming, <laughs> you know? I'm just staying in my basement. And then they're going to have to figure that out because there's, that's unprecedented, like the unpeaceful transfer of power. What's going to happen if that if he decides not to leave? Are you going to send cops in to handcuff him? Or are you going to are you gonna like leave a a trail of jelly beans and have lock the door behind them when he leaves? Like, what are you gonna do? So they gotta start thinking about that shit. Jelly beans. They're not thinking work. about it. Yeah. They're still working. The Republicans are getting what they want. Everybody's working underneath the the old paradigm of everybody's honorable. Yeah. In the meantime, no one was honorable. Never been. <laughs> no one. No one is working with any honor. But you're all working underneath this paradigm of everybody's honorable. Yeah. The man told you that he wants an attorney general that's going to be his ally. Yeah. That's not the attorney general's job. Attorney general works for the people of the United States, doesn't work for the White House. Donald, uh, Barack Obama made it a point to um, say that, uh, who's the brother that was working for working for him? Holder? Eric Holder mm-hmm. brought him in the Justice Department. Eric made it a point to tell the people, Eric Holder works for American people, he doesn't work for me. Donald Trump, on the other hand, loudly says that he wants an attorney general that works for him. Because he wants control of every aspect of everything. Well, he wants somebody who's going to protect, protect him. him. Right. He thinks he thinks the attorney general is his lawyer. It's his Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well he said he wants, with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said he wants his, um, um, a guy who used to work for him before, Ron something or other, who was a dude who was, you know, just a piece of shit. That's what he wants. And, and the Senate gave it to him. 
Yeah. But we're all acting like this guy's not that. That's the thing. And that's the Democrats and people that you see talking about. Well, I just don't believe that. Like, well, you're an idiot. And yeah. it's that idiocy that's going to be the death of us all. And the pursuit of white supremacy. Yeah. As James Baldwin said, until white people realize how dangerous white supremacy is to them. It's not well, they, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> nope. Nope. They'd rather take the win. Yeah. So it's going to get real interesting uh, when the bar report does come out, first redacted, then unredacted, uh, then in full. You know, it's going to, they're going to like delay and delay and delay and hope. Maybe we could drag this out for a couple of years and uh, Congress will flip back and they'll put an end to all this shit. But at some point, uh, Barr's protection level is going to be maxed out. You know, he's going to have done all he can to protect Trump. And then then someone else will he'll he'll put someone else up on his human shield of idiots who and then he'll start tweeting shit about bob bar bill Barr. that's that's gonna be the next thing like bill Barr won't be able to protect him anymore and trump will talk about the size of his neck or his jowls yep. or uh he looks like a thumb <laughs> <laughs> or whatever which he kind of does his jowls look like a toad yeah <laughs> Looks like one of those dogs with jowls that swing around. A hooch? Is that one of them? But then the next person will say, I'll protect you, Trump. And then he'll run out of ways to protect him. And Trump will start talking shit about that dude. Right. Who will then go on all the shows and say, I was wrong about him. And here's my book. And they're all lining up to be to be destroyed by Trump later. Yep. For their little uh, 15 minutes of notoriety. Yep. Like idiots. <laughs> You know, and then he'll run out of people who can protect him at some point, and either he'll be voted out or impeached. I don't think he'll win again. People say he might win again. I just I feel like he won't. But I wouldn't be surprised. But I feel like he won't. But then in four years or in two years, rather, when he's out, one way or the other, put it to you this way: it's a little bit too late now to uh, to have any faith in the American people. No, but you can prognosticate. I mean, I feel like I feel like he should lose. I don't. Yeah. Well, we know? felt like he should lose before. I don't put any faith in the American people. They voted for this racist moron. <laughs> He's All right. right. Yep. He's just they voted for this racist, and moron. it's it's made them more bold about. That. And they're digging in behind right. this racist moron, and our allies. <laughs> Aren't ain't worth a damn to oh, us. Oh, lies. <laughs> they ain't worth a damn to us. So we're stuck. Yeah. You we're know? back in the position that we've always been. Our allies go on television shows and say that Bill Barr is a decent man. Yeah. <laughs> but our allies also would be willing to tell you that Dick Cheney was a decent man. Well, that's the thing, because they want to keep uh, certain things in place. Mm-hmm. The government... Uh, can't be you can impeach a president but you can't impeach the idea of our government they want to protect their white supremacy yeah right trump is testing all these things that never been tested before they're like well we can't this is unprecedented like what are we supposed to do well how about you set one set a precedent like maybe this is too far you can't do this he's finding all the weak spots and he's poking at all the weak spots and and these people are too weak to bolster the weak spots and say maybe we should be doing this because they're busy with their own you know, partisan bullshit or whatever. They don't have the spine to do it. But, you know, guess what? Guess what's not not passing the test that Trump is is uh, giving? All these people, they're not passing. He's testing them. He's, they're not passing the test. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Where are we at? Hour eight. 
Oh, here's what we got to finish with. <laughs> we have an update on the pastor. <laughs> pastor Gray. You know the you know the Pastor Gray story. I do not. Pastor Gray is the pastor, the television pastor with the wife. He's got the television show on Oxygen. He's a prosperity preacher. One of the thousands. Bought the wife the two hundred fifty thousand dollar Lambo. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, necessary. For for their eighth anniversary. Eighth anniversary? Eighth yeah. Anniversary. Eighth or the ninth Lambo anniversary. anniversary right? $250,000 yeah. for a Lambo. Oh, you guys didn't do that for your eighth anniversary? The story which we immediately talked about was uh, he did something. <laughs> right. In the words of Elton Howard Jr., you don't get no bitch to You gave that bitch a brooch <laughs> for, yeah. her eighth, for an eighth anniversary? $250,000 Lamborghini? He did something. Okay. Well, turns out. He had a woman on the side this whole that whole time, which Duh. came out. This was his peace offering to his wife. Look, I'm cool with that. Just don't ask. But he, why'd you put the shit all out in public? That's the first thing. Just just gave it a shit up in the house. That's number one. And uh, number two, when the shit comes out, don't start lying about the shit. Now now it's too late. Uh, now he's asking the congregation. <laughs> Uh, to give two hundred fifty thousand dollars for repair for a for it. Church needs a new roof, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's building fun. It's called the relentless church. Relentless. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we relentlessly ask you for he money. Rela- he relentlessly ain't shit. He bought his wife a two hundred thousand dollar car. It turns out the church the Urus. needs two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of work on the roof. How big is the roof on this place? It's as big as Lake Superior. <laughs> <laughs> as big and deep. Is he? Is this? This is, must be like a huge mega church, right? Oh yeah. Um, this is not a plea for money; it's a plea for partnership. No oh, god, <laughs> you guys want to get rained on? I don't. Trade in that Lambo, dude. Okay, so the church financial need on February 10th, saying the church repairs could be made if two hundred and fifty thousand, uh, twenty five hundred people gave one thousand one hundred dollars each, or more than half could be raised if five hundred people gave three hundred dollars. He then explained that he needed the roof in order to make the church a safe haven for those who are escaping extreme weather. Is the roof leaking? Where is this at? They're in like they're in like an old Walmart. They're in South Carolina. Somewhere. They're in like an old Walmart. Oh, really? Remember when we talked about that, right? It was like an, it's like a Walmart <laughs> that they they refurbished or some. They're shit fine. Like that. <laughs> it's not. gonna. This is what he, the Holy Ghost said this to me. Oh no! Right after he told me to buy this broad of Lambo. What is his name? I need to look at a picture of this fool. John Gray. The he's Holy a, Ghost he's texted him. What you think he is? He's a he's a There's pudgy a, black dude who likes to wear jeans because he keeps it real. Yeah. <laughs> she just saw his picture. She looks like a mole rat. God, you people need to see Charity's faces. <laughs> The Holy Ghost said this to me, so I'm going to speak it out, that there's severe weather coming to the region this spring because of all of our climate change and issues. Well, at least he's, a, he's oh, acknowledging no. climate change. They're something. leveraging everything to get money. Whether you understand all the science behind it or not or agree, I heard the Lord say, I want you to make sure the house is covered so that when storms come, people can come in here and be covered. Oh, God, the Lord said so. The Lord. Mm-mm. So the Holy Ghost texted him like, hey, John, you up? Listen, man, like... I know we could have told you this 10 years ago because we don't operate on a timeline because it's God. You this know? is why you don't buy your wife a $200,000 car. Now, shouldn't the Holy Ghost have whispered in his ear at the dealership? Yeah. Like, dude. Don't buy that. By the way, uh, <laughs> spring is right around the corner, <laughs> and there's this climate change and stuff don't with buy that. science and things. 
uh, some of your parishioners aren't going to have a place to go. They need to be covered, and guess what? You're going to need a new roof. The Holy Ghost didn't come to him at the dealership and help him out in making sound financial decisions. I mean, I don't know that this holds up to any scrutiny, but... Or maybe even, like, having sex with another woman. Maybe maybe the, <laughs> right. maybe the Holy Ghost could have came to him then, before right. before buying the we car. We don't know that they had sex. He said That's, it was an emotional oh, okay. affair. <laughs> we don't know. We're not... We're okay. not sure. Now, she's cool. I'm sorry, but an emotional affair doesn't get you a $250,000 right. Lamborghini. I wouldn't think it does. Right. I wouldn't think it does. I wouldn't think that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, a whole, you got a whole other family somebody yeah, somewhere I thought. for a Lamborghini. Yeah. A Lamborghini Urus. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, I mean, he's so used to just going to his people and saying, I need By money. April 3rd, he said. Oh, shit. Sir, if you don't go, sitch. <laughs> April 3rd, I don't even, that's the middle of, that's a Wednesday. That's, that's coming, yeah, this is I don't even get paid until Friday. Right. <laughs> well, go down to the bank, get a payday loan, <laughs> get, get a shitty Against payday house. loan with a terrible interest rate from a predatory lender and help us get this roof. And then what if it doesn't rain all spring? He's going to have to find some way to explain. Oh, guess what? Guys, the Holy Ghost came to me and he was like, I decided not to make it rain on your church because of how good your parishioners are. So thanks, Holy Ghost. And he's going to ask for money for some other reason because the AC is out and it's summer now. There you go. You know, air conditioning systems generally cost $400,000. They usually do. And you know what? <laughs> um, insurance never covers any of it. Right. Our deductible is $3 million. So right. please. Right. <laughs> Can we get an itemized receipt there, uh, Pastor? No. You cannot get an itemized receipt. No, you receipt. cannot. Uh, the Holy Ghost told me that receipts are just for me and him. We or don't her. keep receipts. We don't pay taxes. We don't need any of it. <laughs> right. The only receipt I have is for this Lamborghini outside. <laughs> Can we sit in a Lamborghini when it's raining? Absolutely not. Absolutely he, he didn't not. even, how did he get it home? He can't fit in the Lamborghini. What the fuck? <laughs> it, was a, it was their SUV. It was the, the oh, big Lamborghini. That's how. The Urus. Urus. That's the sound he makes when he gets out. Urus. He is a fat rascal. He is. He's eating well. Yeah, of course. Hey guys, uh, the he's Holy Ghost. On the hog, man. The, the Holy Ghost came to me and he's like, "Hey, Pastor, are you losing weight? Are you sick?" And I was like, "I haven't been eating well because I can't afford food." And the Holy Ghost said, "You guys got to give me eight hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for a food budget. I need a nutritionist, guys." <laughs> <laughs> this is the Urus. The it seems Urus. like a, it's just a. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Just, it better be. What pastor do I have to marry and let him <laughs> cheat on me so I can get a Urus? Yeah, well, I think it was a case of the woman who he had the emotional affair with saw that he bought his wife a car and she was like, what the fuck? Now yeah. I want one. So he that's why she went public. He didn't even buy her a new Civic. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know? New Accord. He could have bought He could have bought the girl on the side a $30,000 Accord. Subaru Crosstrek, perhaps. Yeah, there you go. All-wheel drive. Give her that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Urus is... Uh, Keep I don't it even, moving. I mean, I, I don't see... It's not like you see Lamborghinis very, very often anyway, but I've never seen an Urus in person. No. Let's just you know. be honest. Who the fuck needs an Urus? In, what do in you Greenville, South one? Carolina. <laughs> right. Yeah. Someone's going to steal it. I hope someone does steal it. No, fuck you your Urus. Yeah. First of all... You could have bought her a $75,000 Mercedes truck. Well, look at it this <laughs> way. Know. The Urus... Has uh, probably Ooh, terrible, us. terrible gas mileage. 
probably yeah. has like a, a an eight yeah. or twelve cylinder engine. Yeah. The Tesla Model X, which is their SUV, mm. is like one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Right. And right. it's zero emissions. Obviously, there's emissions that are caused by creating the infrastructure right. for electricity. But the car mm-hmm. itself is better for the the planets that God right, created. Right. Which and would really help with the climate change right. would, now, that would be it? coming to tear the roof off of the fucking church. <laughs> it would now, wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a, one thing leads to the other. But the, the Tesla Model X maybe doesn't have the prestige, but it's pretty cool. It's got the gull wing doors on the back. I don't know. Teslas <laughs> yeah. are pretty, like, yeah. cool now. People yeah. want a Tesla. Yeah. I'm gonna fact, I'm gonna pull up a t- picture of a Tesla Model X. I think it looks as good as the Urus. I think I saw one with the gull wing doors. It's the back doors are gull wing doors yeah. on the Model X. Um. Yeah, there's one. Hold on. There's one with the doors open. See that? It's like it's a little. It's, oh, that's badass. Yeah. See, it's a, that's yeah. pretty cool. I prefer that actually. Then you could stand, and when the doors are open, you could stand under the door and have shelter from the rain there as you go. well. <laughs> so, Always thinking. Yeah. And, so, and you could say it's half the price almost. Yeah. You and you a, could. You could I'm sure you get a tax write off. I think because it's good for the environment. He would have yeah. gotten been able to get one for his wife and, and the side one chick. For the side right. Chick. You get to use one for your side fact, chick. A, you get a half price. You get a, to use one. Base a base model. I think is under a hundred. And then if well, you she gets the base stuff, model, you get the over a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> she, yeah. she gets the base model. Yeah. And the first lady of the church gets the gets right the the bells and whistles. Yeah. She has yeah, she definitely gets the bells and whistles. Have Tesla. you seen him? He looks he, That there it is with the doors down. It looks it looks a lot like the Urus. It does. Actually, it's a very it's similar, a very similar. Looking car. You can just take the Tesla badge off and put a Lamborghini badge on. Yeah. You know? What are these batteries? Don't worry about that. Just I Don't listen. worry about that. No, there's no gas stations. <laughs> you plug it in like this. Listen, look at the doors again. They're pretty, right? Women don't know cars. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did you guys see the video of the newscast trying to talk like millennials? It's awful. It makes... I, 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 I didn't watch it. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Let, we'll close on that. We are going to watch it. We'll though. close on that. Know. These kids are taking some test for school yeah. and they're trying to like, hey, kids, we're cool too. It's so sad. Are they it's all like white? a standardized test. No, mostly. It's like four standardized tests and they're like, here's how you speak. Imp- yeah. <sighs> this is classic. <sighs> like, you fail your test. Good luck. Goofy ass adults. So this is like lame. a news Good station. morning, TPS students. It is testing week, and it's time to slay all day. <laughs> Stay woke beyond fleek and get that Gucci breakfast. Goals. Say bye, Felicia, to that testing stress. Oh. Weather's going to be turned, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Bye, Felicia. Toledo weather going to be V-lit during testing week. V-lit. A hundo P. Chance of success. You've got this, kids. Steve, how about that traffic? Are we looking oh, better than what? <laughs> okay, that was the white guy passing it off to the only black guy in this segment. Uh, they both did the occur. Graphic. Are we looking occur? Better than occur? <laughs> We're talking turn. FOMO won't be an issue. No traffic problems around. He didn't want to do this. Nope. Schools to keep he was like, say, what uh, these motherfuckers got me He was a lot here. more smooth with it, though. Hey, well, yeah. that weird? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were very stilted. Let's back up a little bit. They were very stilted. He seems to be a lot more comfortable uh, with, yeah, of course he is. With saying turnt and lit. Good morning, TPS students. It is testing week, and it's so time for his regular vocabulary. Probably. Yeah, some of the words. I don't know if he says turnt and lit, but I think he yeah. knows how to be cool. Yeah. Well, or at least he's heard them before. Yeah, he yeah. has heard them. He's probably heard them before. <laughs> In a non-ironic way. Right. 
Stay woke beyond fleek. He just read that for the first time. Goals. Have a Gucci breakfast. Say bye, Felicia, to that testing stress. Weather's going to be bye, Felicia. Testing stress. Yes. Toledo weather going to be v lit. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's young. You've got this, kid. Okur. Just the words. This inflection. Are we looking okur? Better than okur. We're talking oh turn, FOMO, won't be an issue. No traffic problems around any TPS schools to keep you from taking those tests. So get a good night's sleep, do your best. In fact, be extra, extra. We here at WTOL are be proud of you. Good, good luck, luck on, on your, your test, test, TPS students. He's like, they got me oh. in here cooning. He's so angry. He's so mad. He's like, what in the fuck? How do I put in my two-week notice? I got a raise, right? I got a raise? I got a raise for this shit? They wrote cooning onto the script for him. <laughs> Jesus Little Christ. Little directions for, okay, now this is the part where you coon it up. We're going to do a minstrel show. The thing is, he did that, He He wrote it. He wrote the beat. He actually seemed pretty uh, comfortable. Don't make a non-minstrel show. <laughs> Oh, occur. <laughs> he was choking. <laughs> Is that how you do it? Oh, cr- cr- yeah, close. It's good. It's good. Right there. Yeah. Oh, cr- <laughs> just like that. Hey, kids. You like Chewbacca? Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a yeah. great Mr. Show sketch. It was a great Mr. Show sketch about uh, adults putting out a video for kids called No Adults Allowed. It's it, it's that this is like it's like there's no parody anymore. That's some real shit they did. Uh, Good lord, that was terrible. Hey kids, let's get turned up in this piece. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't even know how he said yes. I don't know how he. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 The thing is, whoever wrote yes. that shit in the teleprompter could have put anything, and they would have thought it was slang. Yep. V. Slang it's of today, like, mm-hmm. "Hey kids, murder is the case that they gave you." Like, it could be any era. <laughs> what is a Gucci breakfast? What is happening? I don't know. It's hey, <sighs> what's going down, Jive Turkeys? <laughs> They're like, wait a second, that. <laughs> Is that I slang? remember that. <laughs> yeah, it came back, it came guys. Back. <laughs> it's back. Everything comes back. It's like fashion. All the slang comes oh, back. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Jive. All right. Hey, before you go talk to those broads, study <laughs> for your test. <laughs> oh, Hey, before the sock hop tonight, make sure you get ready for your test. Turn up V Hundo <laughs> Hyundai Elantra. Turn on up Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> the face that you make when you do that. Voice. <laughs> Come on, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm back in Indiana. <laughs> Let's get ready for the test. Oh. Ochre. Ochre. <laughs> oh. Oh. That is a good point to get out on. Listen. Yeah, they. I, I, I gotta. I gotta step in and help those people write some better shit for the teleprompter because these people will say whatever you write in. Yeah, they will. Ron Anything. Burgundy shit. Anything. On Burgundy. Put a put a little question. Ochre. Ochre. Huh? <laughs> Who put a question mark? <laughs> Y'all come on, you know, you know what, you know what they needed. Is that what could possibly have helped that sketch? Gang, gang. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's close. Uh, more white representation. Well, no, they got a lot. Maybe you know what could help that sketch? 
Black director. How are you <laughs> yes. all missing this? Black director could have helped. How are you missing this? Because it wouldn't have been as imp- it wouldn't have Black director. I'm saying it wouldn't have had as much of an impact as you screaming it from black director. your director chair. That, yeah, black director probably would have made some better choices. You can't black um, direct white people into I think you can. correctly. I think the, you can. The traffic guy. Yeet. That's the fear. Yeet. You yeet put it. too many black people in charge. The we'll traffic black guy direct the shit out of them. Who that's said the fear? Oh no! <laughs> it just it won't approve their white their white peopling people. <laughs> white people. <laughs> How about white peopleness? White peopling. peopling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. Let's do some white peopling. <laughs> white. On the five o'clock news. Okay. Okay. We're gonna get ready to white peopling in here. Now. We're gonna get some good white peopling. White pe- Hey kids, get ready for that test. Mbop, right? White peopling time. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! At, at minimum, a black editor. Yeah. At because minimum. Yes, maybe I can fix this. Yes would have been on the cutting room floor from the traffic mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, maybe I can fix this. Chop that shit out of there. They yeah. could have given turnt to someone else. Yeah. They could have given turnt to someone yeah, else. Yeah, because that, yeah. Hey, kids, let's get turnt. And by Felicia, is better out of a guy's mouth, isn't it? Uh, because it is. I think women have co-opted that. Have they taken it? Because yeah. it is. Ice Cube saying it. The yeah. way he said it, it's not just the. It's not just the word. It's not by Felicia. By Felicia. Yeah. Just the way the disdain, <laughs> just the the <laughs> pure disdain that came right. off of him. Right. By Felicia. <laughs> just looking looking this way, not even looking that way. Yeah. You know. <sighs> so long, Felicia. Cut. <laughs> Cut. See? That's not how you do it. <laughs> Basically, you have to give all the lines to yeah. the black guy. Oh, so happy trails. I think that's trails. basically that's what we've learned here. Saying. That we got to give all the lines to the black. Or how about guy. they just not do this? Yeah, you could have just not done it. How about that? First Let's thing we could is not. How about we just scrap this whole idea? Say bye, Felicia, to the idea. You just yeah. Happy trails, Felicia. All right, y'all. Come on back. On Monday, and come out to the draft house tonight, DC, seven thirty showtime. Uh, well, who's gonna be there? You'll see. Uh, we know Charity. Charity will be there. Charity will be there. I'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. That's that's uh, part Three. of the lineup right there. Whoever else shows uh, shows. Check our social media. We'll probably have it posted by now, by Thursday. Yeah. If you're in gang gang, no promises. Yeah. But if you're listening on Thursday, you'll know the lineup. Um, yeah, seven thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven thirty show. May tenth, I will be at the uh, Comedy Loft in D.C. opening for Maya DiGiorgio. Maya DiGiorgio, she's fantastic. That's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> Are we gonna end this podcast saying Audi five thousand? <laughs> I don't even know a bad way to say We're it. We're gonna be like ghosts, like Patrick Swayze, guys. Like Patrick Swayze, right, kids? Audi five thousand. Audi five thousand. I don't know how bad way. Catch you on the flip side, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Charity, you got anything you want to talk about before we get out? Um, Any, uh, upcoming shows. Yeah, have tonight? show at Wonderland. Uh, ooh, here we go on April third. Oh, that was or Gang Gang. That's yeah, yeah the Gang Gang. We'll gang Gang about that Wednesday uh, night. Sorry, sorry. That's freeloaders. That's fine. I'm um, gonna come out to that again. I like to. Yeah, come on out. Um, April 11th, I have um, 
comedic relief coping through comedy showcase. Oh, you um, showcase. Yeah, so the cancer survivors that have been writing and doing the class that I've been teaching are showcasing their work um, at the Smith Center for Healing and the Arts at uh, 7.30 what day is um, this? That is on a Thursday, April 11th. Um, it is a fundraiser for the for the cancer center. So it is $25 tickets. So come through, support the cancer center. Good. Come through, huh? Come through. Come <laughs> through. <laughs> hey, kids, <laughs> come through. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. See? See? How about you swipe right on study it? <laughs> right, kids? Um, so... Uh, by the way, shout out to Glenn Lawrence um, on Facebook. Uh, he mentioned when are you guys going to talk about us. Charity hasn't seen us. We didn't talk about it uh, today. That's we'll, why. I will tell you that as soon as Dr. Bambi sees it, yeah. she and I are going to talk about it okay. for a Woke Files. Okay. I'm just waiting on Dr. Bambi to see it. If you now, want to hear a good breakdown of it, go on over to the Mundane Festival, and you can hear Chris talking about it with a film critic, Timmy Hall. Didn't Chris talk to Maranzio Vance? On Maranzio's I, podcast? Was that about us, though? I don't, I don't know. know. I know him Him and Tim Hall talked about it. Okay. He's a film critic out of Seattle that Chris, is, Chris talks to. Now, Glenn Lawrence is a freeloader, so if you want to hear the Woke Files, you got to cough up $3. Get that money. Yeah. Get the money, black man. Black and, man. Um, black man. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the free episode at some point, too, yeah. but uh, you guys have another, have another week to see it if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. and we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just waiting on Dr. Bambi. So when she sees it, we're talking about it. Yeah, maybe I'll go the, see it the again. The Return of the Doc. Maybe I'll go see it twice. Like you know, I think I'm going to go see it again because I said you see other things. It's There's that shit same, that I. It's yeah, I've, I thought about things. that movie for like a week after I saw it. Yeah, I kept like remembering shit. That that's how I did the same thing. Significance. So, so. go yeah. see it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. you'll see Charity's some stuff. The same thing with like the Book of Eli. Remember the Book of Eli after you see things if you go back and watch the book of eli again yeah you're like uh, oh once again book of eli black director say it <laughs> black director do it black directors Thank black you. directors two of them yeah <laughs> twin brothers all right uh come on back we'll be here for y'all hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast you know tupac's budding acting career started with black directors who did it start with well wait a minute juice who directed juice i'm talking about poetic justice well the, the yeah. what was the role that yeah I don't know who directed Juice. Well, John Singleton did Poetic Justice. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> now we got to find out. No. Gonna go. What the oh fuck is God. Juice? What the fuck is Juice? Juice was such a layered movie. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you just Google Juice, you're going to get like all Juice kinds World of came Probably up. Probably get Lizzo first. right now. I put yeah. Juice. Google Juice. Juice Newton. Directed huh? by Ernest Dickerson. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's black. That name <laughs> is very black. Ernest Dickerson? Ernest Dickerson. What else has he done? I'm, going on I'm clicking on his name right now. Let's see if there's a picture. Oh, well, look at that. There's Ernest white? Dickerson right there. Yeah. Oh, you say, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Very black. Black director. Yeah. Ernest Dickerson. Who, uh, yeah, there's, he's behind the camera there. So that's mm-hmm. that's the same guy. Yeah. yeah, black man. Black man, get your money. What else has he done? Legendary black filmmaker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he was in Juice? Wait a minute. Oh, you know what? He's done... Uh, Legendary He's done, like... Filmmaker. He's worked on movies, probably as a cinematographer, because he, he worked on Do the Right Thing. 
Malcolm X. He's probably a guy. Who's yeah. Now, Juice is probably his first tour. Was first directorial. Maybe he's actually got a long list of credits. Okay. Uh, Jungle Fever. He worked on School Days. Spike Lee seems to have used him quite a bit. Right. He worked on Eddie Murphy's Raw. Did he direct that? Crush Groove. Oh shit! Crush okay. Grooving. Um, Body moving. I don't know if he's done much lately, but he's got a pretty good resume here. I feel he like about he can retire. Just yeah. Did he? <laughs> I don't know. Let's Juice see. Is, Juice is a good way to go out. Ernest Dickerson uh, is an American director. He's still oh. alive. Yeah. Uh, and he is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's got not just a directing uh, resume. He's got like, I guess, a resume as, he's, he was an actor maybe? Hmm. He's got a resume as working on films too, not just directing, but probably Probably like a you know with a DP or mm-hmm. cinematography or whatever. So there you go. Nice. There you go. This has been a black director moment. <laughs> <laughs> a black director minute. Juice. <laughs> Let's do a black the director minute. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Come on back. We'll be here for y'all. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Maddie Rich. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not talk about that. <laughs> Spike Lee loved used to love to talk about Matty Rich. Remember yeah. that shit? Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, you make that one movie and then one. I'm like, God damn, Spike. <laughs> you don't like Matty too much. Go to, go to school, boy. Jesus. <laughs> like, off his neck, Spike. <laughs> you don't like Matty too much? All right, y'all. Come on back. We'll be here. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Trader Shade. And we have three guys on. We are out. Black Director. Audi five.